Welcome back to episode 42 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen a series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on a series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into another world with my smartphone. Released in 2017 by Studio Production Read, it has 12 episodes and comes in both sub and dub. I watched the series in sub. The story starts in heaven, Toya is the calmest person I've seen after being killed due to an accident. The fact God just dropped some lightning that fell to earth, it makes me question what snow is. While speaking with God in the afterlife, Toya is going to be placed in an alternate fantasy realm. Toya can bring anything with him to this new world and he chooses a smartphone. God recognizing this as a very stupid decision also grants Toya magic powers and fighting abilities, in the hopes it will increase his chance of survival in this fresh life. For my review of the first season of Konosuba, I mentioned it's basically a parody of generic Isekai anime. In Another World with My Smartphone is essentially the story Konosuba mocks. I might as well get this out of the way early, Toya is a moron. Kazuma at least thought he was being clever getting a goddess to accompany him on his journey. Toya takes a cell phone with him to a world of magic. Typical teenager glued to their phone. Even after hearing about magic, this clown sticks with just having his iPhone. My biggest gripe about this series is he never uses it to benefit him or progress the story. Subaru from ReZero, a series not even about having a cell phone, used his more effectively. He had it appraised at 20 holy coins for negotiation purposes by spinning it as if it had captured moments in time. He even tried to give it a magic feel by using the flashlight, really basic things that just far surpassed anything Toya did. I'm gonna lay on my bed and check out news stories about a band I like. I'm gonna Google how to make ice cream. Even when the phone was implemented in a cool way, it was always the magic doing the real work. They seriously named the show after a device he rarely makes use of in an impactful manner. This series had no purpose, Toya wasn't given a mission, he was simply sent to this world to live however he pleased. We had a perverted slime episode where the creator's life ambition was to make the perfect sex doll, I mean come on. God really hooked Toya up in the fighting department, people in real time feel like slow motion to him. Plus he can use every type of magic. With all these abilities I was disappointed in the lack of attack diversity. Toya spam slip over and over, I wanted to see more fire, lightning and dark magic attacks. Summoning the White Tiger Monarch and forming a pact was cool. Its little form was adorable and whenever a character was holding the White Tiger and got worried they began choking her. The little tiger paw would start tapping out. Animal cruelty at its finest. Toya getting a gun for himself ruined the aesthetic of the world, but seeing the girl so happy holding their gats was cute. I know I was just complaining about repetitive moves, but Katsumi Fukuhara, Toya's voice actor, I could listen to him say Shining Javelin all day. It just rolled off the tongue. Just as Toya arrives in this new world complaining about how he has no money for food, a man happens to ride by in his carriage. This guy is a clothes salesman who just needs to buy Toya's unique otherworld garments, thus solving his one and only worry immediately. If the salesman was so impressed with Toya's suit, do what anyone else would do and copy the design and make your own. Speaking of clothes, I don't care what stat boost that white coat gives Toya, it looked ridiculous. The fluffy collar and wrist cuffs looks like something an old woman would wear to church or a pimp would rock on the streets. Though Toya is pretty much a pimp having nine wives in the future. Regardless, he should have stuck with the outfit he exchanged his suit for. You want to know why I like the ladies that are going to be spoken about? Not one of them expected to live in Toya's house. They consider themselves friends and party members, 
but to him their family. Toya acting like he wasn't setting himself up for a harem was laughable. God already told him about polygamy in this world. Don't act like you forgot. As much of a dummy Toya is in his own love life, him sneak helping Leon to get a brooch for Olga was awesome. I liked that. Elise, the long-haired twin and more vocal of the two, it was nice Toya helped them out of their situation when they first met, but Elise took down one of the hustlers herself. The girls weren't helpless flowers in need of saving. Elise's gauntlets were cool, I loved her boxing her enemies, combining them with fortification magic made her super strong. Elise is a beast, most people after taking a hit to the shoulder like she did against the glass bug would fall on the ground and be presumed dead until the fight was done. She was not only able to dodge more attacks, but was flipping away from them, it was very impressive. Linz is the short-haired, more reserved and peaceful twin. She teaches Toya how to read and write in the new language. She also instructs him on how magic works. Linz has an aptitude for fire and water magic, we see her whoop ass with both all season. I appreciated Linz not getting complacent riding Toya's coattails. He is all powerful so she could just kick back and let him do the work, instead she goes out in search of new magic to build her talents and become better. It didn't come easy to Linz like everything does for Toya, but she kept at it and perfected her new attack. Linz came out of her shell the more the season progressed. She was the most expressive with her feelings for Toya, even kissing him in front of everyone. Yai is a samurai with a sense of justice. I respected her becoming a traveling warrior in order to expand her skills. How nice Yai is also on her way to the capital, so she might as well join our party forever. To be honest, I didn't care for Yai, she just fell in the middle of the loads of girls that surround Toya. With this being said, it was smart to give her some shine heading to her hometown. Toya was a goof as usual, hey I'll bring your father and brother back safely and the mother's like who are you? That was the best writing in this series. First, what if they had already been killed, you'd look like a proper ass then? And how self-absorbed is he? Don't worry, I, a 15 year old, who knows nothing about war, will go to the front lines and fix everything. Get over yourself. I wish Toya had went outside and got an arrow to the shoulder, instead he stays safe in the bunker and uses his bullshit supercharged magic to wreck everyone. The villain announces the source of his power, pretty much asking for it to be taken, and then the good guys win, yay. This series is just filled with speed through situations. Sue was adorable, I really liked her as a little sister type character, but they needed to chill with the romance. Her dad was cool too, a little sexist, he only thanked Toya for the group effort of saving Sue, and the girls had a separate table from the Duke and Toya. This series continued on with the happy coincidences. My mother is blind, only my grandfather's null magic could help her, but where can we find a mage capable of using that magic? Well, luckily Toya, the living cheat code is right here in front of you at the exact moment you went looking for a cure. Yumina is the eldest daughter of the king, aka a princess, and Sue's cousin. She got the odd eye treatment with a blue and green combo. Her introduction with that terrible mystery of how the king was poisoned is another weak story. Of course it's not Sir Balsa, the evil looking bastard and only one smiling while the king's on his deathbed. Yumina falls for Toya after he saves her father's life with rare magic. I could see why she dug him even with that stupid coat. Once again they needed to chill on the marriage talks, Yumina is way too young and fell for Toya instantly. Imagine being married to someone you met at the age of 12. The girl I dated at that age and I have zero in common now, we don't even speak. Now with all that being said, Toya should definitely marry her. I mean he's already powerful beyond belief, you might as well become royalty on top of that. Yumina wasn't just some weak princess, she was nasty from summoning the wolves to her lightning archery, she was awesome. The way she destroyed the red slime coming at her with wind magic, like Yumina is a nice addition to the party. Renee was the sweetest, she didn't have much to do in this series, but I was happy for her getting off the streets and having a job. The way these butlers talk, she pretty much can serve under Toya forever and never have to go back to stealing. 
The adventure to the water temple and leading to the garden is when this series really started going in on the boob and panty humor. I felt it was getting so close to the end of the series, it just kind of felt like, why do this now? Francesca giving all the other girls the wrong idea about her relationship with Toya was funny, and Francesca straight up tongue-kissed this man for a genetic sample. The fighting in this series was pretty boring, the most impressive thing was these kids' willingness to murder. The twins and Yai all execute lizard men before saving Lem. Yai beheads a killer ape and Linz burns them to death. And back to the Konosuba ties, they even go on a quest to fight a headless dark knight and use ice magic on his feet. Sound like anyone you know? The freaking Dulahan. Now let's get into some nitpicks. God says we can't bring you back to life in the world you came from. Who is this we? Is he referring to like the royal we? Because I mean, what is a king to a god? Plus, you're the almighty creator. You made the rules, dummy. You should be able to break them. Yao carries two swords, and I know on historical pieces, warriors would carry an extra blade in case one broke, but if you're going to have two swords, you might as well dual wield. The bicycle Toya creates is one of the clunkiest pieces of trash I've ever seen. Google a real nice mountain bike and build that. Toya bowing his head as a sign of respect for the leader in the Oni mask that he shot and said he owed nothing to was stupid. Come on dude, keep that same energy. Toya woke up his white tiger to go get the girl so he could talk to them. You're wide awake and capable, go get them yourself. Quote of the series, By the way, how old are you, Olga? I know this is just a play on the fact that she's always spouting out her age, but bro, you need to ask those questions before you take her out on a date. Best girl waifu and harem. Best girl is Yumina, she has her own money and it's not like she's mooching off Toya for his power, she likes him as a person. She had the best reaction to Toya walking in on the girls changing, and she learned how to ride a bike first. She can handle herself in battle. Yumina was just my favorite character. There are no waifus in this series, but as for Harem, Mika, Charlotte, Cecile, Yai's mother, Subiki, they can all come in my Harem. Final thoughts. In Another World with My Smartphone had a premise that could have made for an interesting show. Unfortunately, it was never taken further than silly entertainment. The stories were rushed and the action was lame. Aside from a few cool characters, this series has nothing to offer anyone over the age of 13. I'm having a hard time with giving an opinion on if this is a show to watch. On the one hand, if you take it for what it is and just use it to cure boredom over a weekend, then sure, give it a go. On the other hand, I would never tell someone to check out this show. There are hundreds of other series that I'd put before this. My final verdict would just be skip it, but if you have nothing else to watch, give it a go. Alright, that's going to be it for this week's review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.